What's up, IP friends? Welcome to another episode of IP series with Rita. So if you're yet to listen to my previous episode on the role of copyright in the creative industry or like I tagged with the copyright 101 for creatives, please check it out. Um, and welcome to today's episode. My name is Rita Amrichinda. If this is your first time listening to me, Please like, share, favorite, subscribe on any of the platforms you're currently listening to me talk right now. It will be a lot to me if you support me, especially as we are in the Women's Month. Yeah, I was going to do that. Well, basically what I talk about here is everything intellectual property from copyright, like I did in my previous episode, to trademark, patent, industrial design, trade secret, plant variety, and geographical indication. Now, for my returning listeners... You guys already know the drill now. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I see the likes, I see the streams and the plays and the numbers and like oh I didn't know it was this long. But yeah, thank you guys so much for you know always coming back to listen to my podcast. And yeah, let's get into today's episode. So prior to today, I had already like mapped out my content schedule for the week and I was like, okay, Monday, boom, Tuesday, boom, Wednesday, boom. <sighs> Why Wednesday? One, it was International Women's Day and I was like, okay, I need to do something, you know, really creative. And I had it all planned in my head, okay, newsletter, podcast, and I started my research and I was like, okay, how do I, you know, do the extended version? And I started... You know, writing and because of doing that i lost my document like everything and the last updated one was like two days ago prior to today and i was like oh, fuck so i was really upset it got me upset and put me in a bad mood but i'm over it right now so here i am recording and doing the podcast version which is kind of like an extended version for me so it's to celebrate uh feature artist or feature creative or feature story for today i opted to do a newsletter and a podcast version to talk about ai copyrights and what the future holds for creatives in in light of the recent u.s copyright office review of the zara of the dawn copyright application that was initially accepted so that's what we're going to talk about today so if you've read the newsletter version Thank you. I love you and I appreciate you. Please spread the word. Um, this is not a legal advice, but my own opinion as to the case. And, and as usual, I'm going to give you like a Nigerian African bias. You know, talk a little bit about it and what we should expect going forward. So yeah, let's dig in, guys. So IP friends, like I was saying, today's case features copyright um artificial intelligence generative at work or creative work which is like the most viral thing right now so the u.s copyright office in his letter dated 21st of february responded to christina castanova's letter through her lawyer mr van lindberg concerning her application to copyright zara of the dawn which is um, an 18-page comic book 
that was previously granted copyright only for the copyright office to find out via social media um, publication that her book was created using um, an artificial intelligence tool called Mid Journey. So in line with that letter, they acknowledged that that is um, Van Lindbergh now acknowledged that Chris Christina was the first author based on her contribution to the works that the comic text selection of uh, selection coordination and arrangement of the work um, written and then the visual element but in their initial application they excluded that she had used Mid Journey AI tech which had no human contribution so I'm first of all going to read um, to you guys what the copyright office had to deliberate on before delving into issues as to process of IP registration, um, what to do in the event of a dispute, um, implications of this to the creative economy. Um, does AI have any sentient? Is it sentient enough to be accorded IP rights? How to identify authorship in an IP? I AI um listed creation as an author. So just bear with me. Today's might be a bit long, but trust me, it's going to be worth it once I'm done. So the US copyright summary for this Zara of the Dawn um application is as follows. First, it started by analyzing how she described the work. The application, which was made on the 15th of September 2020, so just like a couple of months ago, did not state that Castanova, that's Christina Castanova, the author, had used AI to create Zara of the Dawn comic book, um, which made the US Copyright Office to now state that her original application was incomplete and incorrect. And then they had to notify her, stating, Look, we're going to cancel your registration. However, we're giving you an opportunity to show cause while. We should not cancel this year registration knowing clearly well that you used an ai to create some part of the book so uh, miss kashtanova through her lawyer mr van lindbergh responded to that email to the letter that was dated 28th of 28th of october so their response came 21st of november so more or less like a timeline um that they had to respond to stating that miss christina kashtanova is the author of the book while mid journey um was only acted as an assistive tool and should be protected because she that is miss casanova now was the creative director behind the book selection coordination arrangement of the text and images now the u.s copyright office has precedents that they had to rely on um so they said that based on the scope of protection for copyright under the u.s copyright law which is only granted for original works expressed in tangible format or medium um they also had to rely on um some okay like i said some cases i'm going to talk about two now the first one is first publishing inc against rural tell service company where the supreme court explained what original uh, means or the term original means to be independently created with sufficient creativity. And in the case of Bureau Girls, Lithographic Co. and Seroni, 
um the subject matter there was photograph this is not a photograph but an image but then it's within that concept if you look at the definition of what uh an artistic work is under the nigerian copyright as anyways um they interpreted the works of authorship to be the creation of human um authors and defined an author to be the person who owns the work who is the originator the maker and also completes the work whether it's a science or literature and they also relied on the standards of examining and registering copyrighted work um, they have what is called the compendium of u.s copyright office practice um and it's now in its third edition 2011 so you can check it out to be properly guided as to what the u.s copyright office um rely on when they want to grant someone copyright protection then secondly they also acknowledge that the comic book text um should be protected by copyright and also the selection and arrangement of images and text should also be protected by copyright because it has um evidence of human intervention since um Kastanova has stated that in her response the letter responding to the u.s um, um letter stating they wanted to cancel her application now i'm talking about the image that's the individual image created by mid journey miss Kastanova in her application emphasized that mid journey was actually used to create that image and was not persuasive enough to convince the copyright office that the images should be registered so why she was focusing on oh i used ai to create this she did not show them that um a sub copyright can be given to an eligible work that was created so she did not persuade them enough and there in their wisdom stated that they had to take what is called the administrative notice by way of using their uh, knowledge to evaluate an application that appears to be incomplete or um incomplete and not having enough information so mid journey as an ai tech operates on top of an unaffiliated third-party communication service called discord now if you're a techie guy or you're in the tech space i'm sure you know what um, discord is but i'm just going to um read out what was defined as the discord so it said discord allows users to create servers that contain um, servers for individual um, channels for text or voice communication that is what a discord is now it's also used to generate images in response to the text provided by users such as miss castanova and ai tools such as mid journey function and the following step first there has to be a selection stage where the copyrighted material um, such as text or pictures um, in line with reprodu reproduction rights according to a copyright owner um, will be selected. However, if those data selected are random, showing that they are not original expression, they will not enjoy copyright protection. Secondly, um, the programming phase. And as we know, programs already enjoy copyright protection, some sort of IP protection for a source code and object code. Um, next is the training stage where you have to train um, the AI tools such as mid-journey to come up with selected options. So for the mid-journey, you, you have four choices that you have to um, select from and it was imputed in the document that I had to read. 
um showing i think it was a smiling baby dinosaur so you had four options to pick from and then whichever one you feel is you know represents your prompt text you select it but then that goes to show you that the ai does not have the choice it still has to rely on you the human um element to make the final decision um which is like the output so we know that <laughs> let me not say we know that but let me just say this ai tools you rely on machine learning they rely on machine learning neutral language deep learning natural language processing to be able to function ai is basically a non-human entity that was developed to emulate human thoughts to perform certain tasks swiftly they are trained to do all of that and they cannot do that without the help of um these things that are their algorithms and um you know the codes and everything and we know that we also know that one of the the, the requirements for copyright that it has to be uniquely expressed in a tangible format and i don't think ai falls under that or you know because sometimes you find out the communities where this works are being created is like a, like on discord now it's like a combined work and it's great it cannot enjoy the economic right to earn money which a human author will enjoy or the moral right to detect how the work should be used um in the process so i joined a session this morning where the conversation was can ai licenses work and we know that licensing rights are only accrued to a copyright owner which presently under the law is a human author only a human author can go into an agreement but then there are questions as to smart contracts and blockchain and the rest of them that's you thinking trying not trying to make up things or make it a bit um, bigger but then those conversations will definitely be had so um moving on to the next um review the u.s copyright office also held that the images generated by mid-journey were not original and therefore cannot enjoy copyright protection since it doesn't register works provided or produced rather by machines or mere mechanical processes that operate randomly automatically without creative inputs or intervention from human author despite the fact that um Kashtanova had explained that there was a creative process that she had to apply in order to generate the images using tech. Now, kind of just, you know, as a photographer, would you say your camera is a tech uh, instrument? It's like the, what's it called now? When the AI generated image trend was, when it went viral, I think it was last year, last year. I mean, you just, it's the same thing kind of gives you an idea so would you now say the, the i think it's the lenser ai app would you say they own the right because the platform has its terms of use and or terms of services and in there is that whatever you input into their platform you you are accorded or recognized as the initial auto so and then there's a what's that phrase now worldwide license to do kilo pay kilo but yeah one thing again you find out is that ai can't be predicted by another user because they have limited choices to control the image generation 
even with the textual promise whose effort doesn't even qualify for copyright protection as the U.S. Copyright Office um, only registers work that contains material that has been modified by a human author with sufficient original authorship. Stressing original, it has to be original and in a fixed or tangible medium or format. Now, to conclude the whole of the review that they did, they stated that the original um, certificate number, registration number VAU 00148019 was issued based on inaccurate, inaccurate and incomplete information uh, and also based on the fact that it was um, created from non-human authorship. So they are, because of that, they are cancelling the previous registration uh, and replacing it with a new registration covering the original authorship consisting of Castanova's contribution to the comic book and also excluding the artwork generated by the AI. So why everyone keeps saying, oh, partial registration? Mm -mm. No be partial registration or anything. The, the copyright office was clear. Authorship only to Castanova's contribution excluding the artwork generated by AI. Now, this new registration will be limited and will be issued in class TXU and will include a cross-reference to the new registration and also a cross-reference cancelling the registration in the previous registration titled, titled um, Reason for Re-Registration with the following registration number VAU00148019 which yes, yeah, still the same number so they still retain the same number and then it roots it's been cancelled for failure to exclude non-human authorship, but we'll still have the effective date um, as a cancellation registration, which is 15th of September 2022. Now, like I earlier stated, this letter um, or the review conclusion was um, dated 21st February. I was going to talk about the the, the authority that signed it, but I was like, nah, let me, let me not even go that way. But yeah. So let me just now delve into, like I will call them, matter arising for me. So first off for me would be, like, if you're an IP owner, please make sure that you always disclose everything when you're applying for an IP protection within a particular region, whether it's a copyright, trademark, patent, industrial design. Be transparent, be honest in your application. Why, you may ask. It seems because of this omission um, from Miss. Christina Casanova. Um, now this became like a, a big circus for the copyright office. I mean, would you say that Mr. Van Lindbergh got the hint that the application may be resisted by the U.S. Copyright Office if they had disclosed that the cover page or the image um, was designed using an AI tech following the Dabus case? The monkey selfie case and other cases too that you know have come up within the last five to ten years or twenty years plus. I mean, so what does that tell you? There's a pushback from the copyright office of not trying to break that balance and you know maintain their authority that only humans can enjoy IP protection. Now, what is copyright? Copyright basically 
protects literary and artistic quality, it gives a copyright author and owner the right to copy their works, to distribute it, to license it, to sell, to reproduce, to adapt. Um, so long as that work in question is originally expressed, has is an is also an independent creation that has sufficient creativity. So when you're now dealing with AI and copyrighted disputes, because this is kind of like an, an administrative dispute where the copyright owner is trying to assert their right that they should be given some sort of protection within the U.S. territory. While looking at it from the international perspective, although I'm aware that India has a law for all that grants both copyrights to the author and also the AI, so they are more or less sharing authors, so they are co-authors in the work. So. But you find out that in the US, there's been a pushback. In the UK, there's a pushback. When the Davos case came out as well, there was a pushback. When the Mocky Selfies case happened, there was a pushback. And then the recent um, you know, case now that's currently ongoing as to images as well. Um, another thing we need to consider is, are we going to separate eligibility work, eligible work from um, the AI program first? Because we already know that AI enjoys copyright protection. Copyright protects transformative works um would this fall under a transformative work or a derivative work you also need to describe each of his creative expressions so when you're describing the ai expressive expression how will it be described is it a machine original uh, with sufficient effort and creativity from the machine itself i don't know you also need to show and prove how ai has elements of human expression made are they made to assist or are they made to make a user's work easier? Um, just like, um, you know, looking at it from the... So let's look at it from Section 10 of our Nigerian Copyright Act, where it says the initial auto... Auto should invest in the, in the initial um, person that creates the work. However, in an event where it's an employment arrangement or commission arrangement. So are the AIs employed or are they commissioned? Or would the principle of created in course of employment apply in this situation? You also need to identify the various intellectual property rights, such as physical rights to virtual rights to assistant, assisted intellectual property rights or machine rights. I mean, now we're talking virtual rights in terms of Web3 and the metaverse. But not considering AI, are we going to be talking about machine rights and assisted intellectual property rights? I don't know. Um, applicants should also... Find a way to engage examiners at the IPOs. Um, for instance, what did India do differently? We need to figure that part out. But just give me a minute, guys. So I had to do um, refresh my memory as to that development in India. So this happened in 2020, um, where the Indian Copyright Office had granted copyright protection for the painting titled Suyast. Um, on the 2nd of November 2020. Now, there were two applications made before the Indian Copyright Office. One which stated that the artificial intelligence Raghav um, be um, acknowledged as the sole author. That application was rejected anyways. While the second one listed both the person that applied, so for instance, let's say this was Castanova. Now, Castanova and then the AI app, 
let's say for instance me johnny um were named as co-author and this time the office granted them a copyright registration for suyast um What I'm sensing from this is that if you make an application in India right now, because remember, intellectual property is territorial in nature. It's only the jurisdiction where you seek to register or protect yourself that you get to enjoy protection. And then because this is an Indian case, what that tells you now is that if you make an application before the Indian Copyright Office listing made journey just as the author, you won't get it. But if you stated um, in collaboration with um let me use myself now <laughs> because you never know in collaboration with me tower reaching that and the mid journey app in creating um the the suyast it's going to fly uh i think there was also some kind of pushback from the indian copyright office um they also had made reference to what is called the Stating that copyright is artificially generated work and uh, should be eligible for protection by copyright if there's human intervention in the creation of the work and provided that the other conditions for protections are met, which is originally expressed in a tangible format, AI-generated work should not be protected by copyright without human intervention. That is what the International Association for the Protection of Intellectual Property had stated when that publication um, went viral so uh, what am i trying to say the digital artists in the u.s should engage the copyright office u.s copyright office come to a compromise set out regulations a strict standard for being registered as an author you can't get a sole author and i don't think that that's i think like i said non-disclosure by Castanova is what brought us here. If she has stated in collaboration with, but she omitted that only went on social media to say, Oh, I've gotten a copyright registration for my AI generated artwork. You know, I think I got people a bit excited. People are really excited for that. But yeah, let's move on to our conversation. So I, was, I also stated that collaborative work. In embracing the interplay of tech and IP and how it impacts the creative industry and generated works, creative works in the area of user generated content, which requires some sort of customization, prompt um, text, etc. etc. Um, using the you know employee scenario again now, would you say? AI, who is considered to be the servant, wants to also be a master. Is this what AI wants us? AI really wants to be a master, like I'm the dumb, the emperor, the conqueror. Hmm? Is that is that what AI wants? Can AI think for itself and say, um, master, I want to be recognized as an author. If it can, please, you guys should let us know. It's like we're missing all the fun fun things in the ai space and i would like to be part of it as well um now the development of the creative economy in the digital era and also as we're transitioning from the fourth to the fifth industrial era um calls for some retrospect uh we need to because now you're seeing that a lot of companies are not just creating ai assistant tools for 
for reasons best known to them but because they want to make our lives easier we still find out that even the ai being created still relies on human intellect they cannot you know be in charge of whatever is happening the active um automated words ai tools really cannot exist without human input but the same humans wish to transfer authorship or share authorship with this assisted so i think what i might do is to put up a poll in this podcast if you're a digital artist are you ready and willing to share or transfer assign or or um yeah assign your authorship with any assistant or assisted tools out there or any ai tools out there if yes this or you are putting yes but write your reason or when i post this write a comment i would really want to hear from you guys because um one thing again that i i come across is that most artists don't really care about the legal aspect of their creativity so they more or less just want to focus on creating things without actually you know going through the law would there be like a fair use or fair dealing principle as to assisted work or generative work all of that needs to be con- taken into consideration consideration uh but yeah let me know what you guys think well let's still continue the conversation anyways now according to an article by ash host i don't know if i pronounced the law firm's name well but it stated that human authorship is a key premise in the copyright act and this now presents a challenge to the copyright protection over ai created works and therefore the final result of an ai content can't be attributed as it is um imperative that it requires human participation to be taken seriously so i i do agree with this comment which is why i put it down and i wanted us to talk about it what is the foundation of ai authorship is it the already protected copyrighted data and text um what exactly it is what what is it we need to really know you need to also consider an ip dispute or infringement um, which usually stems from the performance of an exclusive right granted to an intellectual property owner who uses human intellect and not a bunch of programming or code in order to come up with an artificial bespoke product borrowed from existing copyrighted work and copyright disputes are usually resolved either via litigation, ADR, that is alternative dispute resolution mechanisms such as mediation, arbitration, or online dispute resolution mechanism now, especially like, I mean, COVID showed us that you can be everywhere, but you can um, work or do a lot of things virtually. Um, small claims court, depending on the jurisdiction, there's always a fixed amount for small claims courts. I know the U.S. has a small claims copyright, a copyright small claims court, rather. Uh, why AI dispute uh, would emanate from, I don't know, it could be seen to be novel if it's been accommodated by the courts. Um, we need precedence um, on how the creatives, the creatives or the creative industry should embrace AI-related dispute or AI-created works generally all hands needs to just be on deck to have a well-rounded dispute resolution policy around ai dispute or ai generated work 
um, rules, regulation, also why embracing alternative dispute resolution mechanism. I think for now, let's do more of court sittings like litigation so that we have precedents that we can rely on. But then there are reasons why one would want to opt for either litigation or ADR. Um, ADR basically helps decongest the dockets of the courts. Um, it saves time. You know, it saves time. And, you know, now we're having, I think there's like a, a metaverse trial case that I came about, metaverse trial hearing. And one of the major disputes that may arise will be um, right to be identified as an author. That is, we're talking about AI related dispute now, which is like the prevailing issue right now. Um, considering the definition of authorship and ownership to unauthorized use of the commercial exploitation options such as licensing royalty uh, and as a result of that the creative industry is facing um, a radical new change so we need to embrace all of this we need more studies more white papers more, more conversation so the uk um that was in 2021 i think yeah but the, the, i just put out like a brief review of the uk consolidation consultation rather on ai and ip with a focus on computer generated works now instead this threshold of um protecting a computer generated work shows that um the court at the moment um that at the moment there is no harm and currently the computer generated works enjoy 50 years protection under the uk copyright act and so no need to change the law but maybe consider it in the future uh, since it's still in this early stage. So another angle would be our uh, AI generated work considered to be computer generated work. I mean, we really need to have to find a way to get around this, to be able to come up with like a viable um, solution for that community. Then talking about liability for infringement, um, who do you hold? The programmer who used hum human intellect to build the AI machine or the prompt text that was imputed into the AI tool? Um, would the infringement be physical um, infringement rights or virtual infringement rights or machine infringement rights? I mean, you need to also consider some insensitive um, some ways to to incentivize um you know the ai tools or the programmers who created um these ai works and also from this because i kind of feel like it might be hard to tell if the liability should be transferred to the programmer um, can it be proved that he or she had access to infringing works since there's no since this is not an infringe your typical infringement case for review but rather issue as to authorship without human intervention so you know and that means that the scope of dispute is expanding if you are considering giving um ai generated work some sort of authorship or being acknowledged as the owner of an ai generated um work then then i like to thank my partner, Mr. Ishola Agbola. <laughs> I thank Ishola Agbola for, you know, being helpful. Uh, I had to bounce 
ideas around with him when I told him what I was going to write on and you know, he gave me a different perspective and I was like, cool. So he's more into the medical law, health law uh, and a quality gator. I'm not a quality gator, but yeah, he gave me insight from a litigator's mindset where they'll be coming from. So I'm not saying I'm bouncing off of his idea or plagiarizing him, but he ha I have his consent to you know, allude to certain things we discussed in terms of standards for affording IP protection and enforcement for AI-generated works, the implication of using AI in the creative industries, AI sentient enough to be accorded intellectual property rights from the work for hire principle by considering or describing the outputs, whether it's an individual work, um, can it be transferred? Is there a need to regulate the creation, um, use and exploitation of creative labor? What is intellectual property rights and intellectual property law? This is basically like the legal framework. Um, what do they need to protect? Um, are they protecting the original human intellect expressed in a tangible format or the visual appearance of the outputs? Or is it going to be linked to a source? Is it new, novel, and not obvious to a skilled person? Um, is it free uh, for all to use? Um, is uh, within the scope of development in an area is there a public utility value or a private right granted to the author of the intellectual property which can be protected under the law? Or does the AI fall within the category? Uh, of being a human and able to enjoy the private exclusive right. So thank you once again, um, Spice. <laughs> okay, not pushing it, but yeah, how do we get to identify authorship when um, an artificial intelligence is listed as a creator? Generally, first of all, IP mechanisms such as copyright, regulate original expression. I think I've been repeating that throughout this conversation. That copyrights are original expressions in a fixed or tangible format that has human intellect attached to its creativity. Whereas in the case of the AI, the final outputs are based on the text prompts or data imputed, collected uh, with the intervention of human. And so the question will now be, is the final output of the AI tool, such as the mid journey, sufficiently independent and original in line with the copyright law, be it in the US or in Nigeria. I'm a Nigerian intellectual property lawyer. I have interest in IP cases, which is why I try to uh, review not just Nigerian cases, but African cases or foreign cases, US, UK, the rest, but give it like an African buyer. So, what I'm saying is, would this be enough? All of these things I've said will be enough now to assign the title of an author to an intelligent machine who has no personality. It doesn't even have the ability to create autonomously, even at the same time, with or the same level with humans who are able to make decisions at the snap of their fingers, like sharp, sharp. You know, okay, I need to make a decision. The AI is basically going to be waiting for a prompt test, like, okay, do this, and it's like, takes it and, and it does whatever it needs to do. So we're going to look in depth into the role of the software developer um, in the journey to identifying AI as an author. 
hope you guys are enjoying my conversation if you are please like send subscribe favorite share i don't know guys just talk about it please because i'm a bit nervous about this episode i don't even know why so the genesis is that softwares are considered to be original work of authorship they're considered to be eligible work um that can be copyrighted be the object code and the subject code those are elements of copyright now what that software does depend on the kind of ip to enjoy does it serve as a literary artistic work or is it solving a problem in the society so a copyright or a patent will work but for the purpose of our conversation ah i'm going to focus on just copyright though which you know like i said focus on that now the code itself the code the data imputed into the ai tools are done um for the purpose um of you know coming up with or generating an image or music or whatever it is and this is created by the programmer who created and uh, so their rule basically is, is clear from the get-go that um they could be an employee or a commissioned project so is this an employed project or a commissioned project i think let, let's stick with commissioned project so this ai has been commissioned to generate this work so does that mean the ai initially according to our copyright law is the author i mean it's a bit complicated because i thought about it the moment i was having that conversation on the twitter so it's just like oh, the law provides the initial person but who is indeed the initial person is it the the programmer who imputed the codes and the text prompts or the ai who generated the final output so which of them are you going to grant originality or authorship to is it the from the phase one or phase four which is the output um for instance in 2016 a japanese ai program created a novel called a day a day a computer writes a novel and participated in a literary competition and made it through the first round without the knowledge of the judges so you see there again that there was no disclosure stating this was created by an ai so would you say they lied did they lie is an omission a lie but in our case when it was applied that is when um desire of the dawn was applied for and to be deposited the copyrights granted its copyright because they had thought that the arrangement of the work visual elements and images were products of human authorship whereas um Kashinova and her lawyer did not disclose that they had used ai to create any part of the 18 page comic book inclusive of the cover so now this now prevents or present software which falls under the scope of protection and our original intellectual expressions um gives the software developer some sort of leverage whereas the central goal of an AI will include reasoning, planning, learning, natural language processing, its ability to move, manipulate objects, and now create. Can the software developer um, claim ownership to the output of the AI tools such as Midjourney? I think that's where I think that is where most of the digital artists should be focusing on. Can I claim ownership of the output? from platforms or AI tools like Midjourney.
if you can't if you can also all right so according to ross bell he said identifying ai will require recognizing ai as an author and inventor under the u.s intellectual property law he also said that the real history of ai began with the fight against the nazi german in may of 1940 and i was like why me i mean maybe probably taros you know um but then the real history like i said that began within the fight against the nazi when electronic computer which was designed and built by alan Turing, had successfully cracked encrypted messages being sent by nazi command to its naval fleet now this development was clear to expand industrial revolution revolution so what is the goal now for having ai or intelligent machines um, go beyond its original instruction to now create um works other than being um, doing what i listed previously to now be acknowledged as an ip author and also being a master of his own you get my point so these, these are the issues that i think you know we need to consider as well so as an ip practitioner with interest in the creative space or a digital artist or an enthusiast ai enthusiast or a, an ai platform what is the relevance of this case beyond the u.s copyright office beyond the u.s shows for me basically i would say first um this is a good precedent for us to study so there need to be uh we need to have our own sand sandboxes we need to um, do our research and come up with laws and policies or regulations that solve issues within our territory now i also came across a publication by christina krasjanova on linkedin so how i stumbled on her post was one of my LinkedIn connection had made a comment on her post and I was like, Ooh, I need to see this. I need to see this. So I checked it out and she was like, okay, she's going to do another application and deposit um, another AI-assisted comic book where she will use her photograph to train a model on her likeness. Um, it will use the control alt to direct the model to so that it can use her sketches, um, art and photograph that she took as reference with the goal to educate and i was like mm, i don't think educate is the right word i mean more or less like engage the u.s copyright office that ai can be used in a creative way and its results are not random and can enjoy copyright protection and i'm like at the top of my head you already acknowledge that the ai will be using already existing copyrighted work now the question would be is the output going to be considered a transformative work or a derivative work especially within your jurisdiction and i think that's something that those in the art world art 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 <laughs> yeah in the art world uh, or in the creative industry needs to consider first if you're using already existing copyrighted work do you not need to get uh no you don't need to get a license because you already have the right to reproduce to share to distribute to adapt to translate you know you're exercising your bundle of rights but coming to say that the results aren't random and they can enjoy copyright protection so get us to be shallow and like i said in my introduction this case might end up being a precedent for either assigning 
um, AI to be an author in line and also in line with the International Women's Day team, which is DG or yeah, DG or innovation and tech that is gender equality. I think this case for me accelerates women empowerment and encourages more female creatives to embrace AI assisted tools like Mid Journey to you know push the boundaries, engage the regulators, engage and collaborate and partner. We're not on the defensive right now. Yeah, you get my point. So creatives in Nigeria should learn to engage IPUs and show how emerging tech and frontiers are viable tools. They need to also be transparent in their description. Um, like I earlier said, check out the, what um, the Suyas Indian case talked about where they had to um, mention both the creator and AI as co-authors. African countries should consider amending their laws to accommodate and expand the scope of registration to protect the whole work or not individual parts. We need to also build research and development facilities strictly to um, create sandboxes that can regulate future emerging disruption, user-generated content and other content covered by copyright and registration. We also need to create regulations for resolving um, AI-generated dispute produced by generative tools. We also need to consider creating a balance between humans and AI-generated input. Since law is very important to the arts community. Another thing that I would say the digital arts community can consider is opting for a creative common license. Uh, which gives them little control and they're able to share their work for free. So if your goal is not to make money from your AI-generated work, I think this might work for you. Um, because and there was this question that came up during the, the um, Twitter space, can AI license their work to generate revenue like a human author would do? Presently, no. No, because our laws do not protect ai as an artist only humans are acknowledged as an artist um ai could also you know another thing to consider is whether the ai works are contrary to public policy and morality that will also depend on the jurisdiction in question so we are coming to the end though i've tried my best um if you feel i i did not explain enough i'm always open to criticism you know which will now fall under fair fair do you know fair use for me or you can use you can criticize my work um you get but here are my recommendation um you may need to create new forms of intellectual property rights uh more r d development in the, on virtual rights research and development on virtual rights in the wake of the fifth industrial revolution and other transformative tech, we need to create a standard for regulating, um, a standard for regulating and registering copyrighted work, um, which should depend on the jurisdiction, as the one size fits all principle won't work. We also need to expand the definition of originality with a pre-qualification requirement, considering either shorter term. Um, of protection for the AI generated work and the role of AI from the creative and the legal perspective. Consider the incentive aspect, 
um, physical ride, virtual rides, and uh, you know, any other thing you can think of. But yeah, um, this is where my review ends for me. Oh, yeah, I was gonna talk about this. Oh my god, I don't know how I forgot it, but yeah, I was thinking about AI copyright and data protection, you know, how the fusion would be a blast where the output cannot be transferred from one jurisdiction to another, you know, dealing with cross-border related issues where a creative is in another jurisdiction and using an AI assistant assisted, assisted tools uh, specifically there for a particular region and then, you know, bypassing all the internet. So, data protection in terms of preserving the data that will be imputed into the AI tools what are the privacy policies on the platforms? What are the cookie policies? What are the licensing policies available? Um, IP policies, disposition policies. Those are the things that I think we need to consider going forward. But yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And I'm done. <laughs> I'm done, guys. Okay, so we have come to the end of episode 92. I'm counting down until my 100 episodes. I don't know what to do for my 100 episodes. But if you have suggestions on how I can celebrate my first 100 episode, please send me an email to ipseriesinfo at gmail.com or tweet at me at ipseries1 or ipseries underscore with reader. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for, as always, listening to me talk about intellectual property. I hope today's episode was insightful. It was really insightful for me. And I won't say I was stressed, but I was a bit nervous while doing this research because I was like, ah. I'm not an expert in AI, but I'm going to put out my thoughts. And once again, thank you, Shola Agbola, for always coming through as as usual. Um, but yeah, for my IP friends, I love you guys, and see you in episode ninety three. Bye.